0: Round four of Super Rugby Pacific uh, rolls on uh, this weekend, starting tonight with the Hurricanes hosting the Waratahs and uh, Adi Savia's return from suspension being a highlight there. The Chiefs take on uh, the Melbourne Rebels, we've uh, talked about that without uh, their All Blacks. Moana Pacific go up against uh, the Brumbies, the Highlanders head to Invercargill to face the force. Uh, but the one circled on the calendar uh, in most people's houses, I, I would imagine, Uh, in terms of a classic matchup is the Crusaders and the Blues, of course, visiting uh, Crusaders at Eden Park uh, tomorrow. It'll be a true test for both sides. Um, I think it's the one that uh, we'll all be watching. Uh, As well, I imagine our next guest, Campbell Burns, of course, Rugby News Editor. Campbell, good morning to you. Very good morning to you, Ian. Right, okay, let's look at uh, what I regard as uh, the feature match, I think it's fair to say. Crusaders are going into this, uh, of course, battered and bruised, not just uh, from their loss to the Fijian Drua, but uh, their squad depth this early on in the competition is being severely tested. Can they hold out uh, any hope of uh, of a win here, do you think? Can they go to Eden Park and, and do it again as they did in the grand final?
1: Yeah, mate, well. will. It's going to be very interesting, I think they can, but they have had those injuries, and um, Razor Robinson now now uh, knows how the, the Highlanders feel. Um, who've had a who've had a whole uh, raft of injuries the last few years, but uh, he is battling with the squad a bit. But uh, he has beefed up his forward pack, so I suspect the game, as it was in the final uh, last year, will be one one in the forwards, um, even though both sides are probably slightly down on on their full firepower in that forward pack.
0: What about uh, in the centres? Um, no Harvey. Lee. No good, you. Again, injury.
1: Yes, well, that, uh, that could well be a, an area that the Blues will look to target. So, Rico Iwani and Roger Tuivasa-Shek have been combining pretty well, uh, both in, in good form, and they're up against uh, Dallas McLeod, who's come in. Uh, he's, you know, yeah, I mean, McLeod's a pretty good footballer in his own right. Um, Braden Enor uh, is, is an all-back outside him, but uh, it's certainly not the, the first-string Crusaders midfield combination, so that could be an area... Where the Blues uh, could could seek an advantage there.
0: Another round uh, round uh, matchup between uh, Richie Moana, who of course uh, didn't play last week, and uh, Bowden Barrett, um, which is a, quite a mouth watering matchup in itself.
1: It certainly is. Uh, yeah, look, I think um, it was funny. Uh, Richie Moana didn't play particularly well in round one and the loss to the Chiefs, and then everyone came down heavily on him. And I sort of laughed because. Uh, you know when a, when a player doesn't play with that well in february um it doesn't really matter in the greater scheme of things we know we know how classy richie maunger is and he's he's done the business at eden park on several occasions against the blues so i would expect him to be uh you know to be close to his top form uh barrett started well against the highlanders um probably not so uh, so good against the uh, brumbies in round two so you know, uh, it's, a, it's a very good matchup, but I suspect the winner of that matchup will come from the uh, from the team that dominates um, in the forwards.
0: Rightio, um, uh, just on that centre before we leave the centres, um, Roger Tavaresa shek Now that he's getting a decent run of rugby, how do you think he's starting to progress in that role?
1: Oh, I think he's going well, really. I think he played quite well for the Blues last year, but then he really didn't get much of a chance with the All Blacks. So. When you consider uh, Goodhues down, Anton Leonard Brown's down two players out for a while, um, you know it seems, it seems to be uh, Roger's fit and he's playing and he's playing well. so if you look at the greater scheme of things, um, you know he could he, he could still well force his way in into that Rugby World Cup squad if he stays fit. so you know look look, I think he's making real progress. he's starting to make breaks, combining well with Yuani tackling well, so I think he can be pretty pleased overall with his progress.
0: Well, of course, uh, the most talked about uh, subject in rugby or outside of rugby, of course, is the upcoming appointment of uh, the next all-black coach. Of course, uh, Scott Robertson is highly favoured there still, I believe. Um, so, Campbell, how do you think he's handling this uh, this rocky sort of start to the season? How do you how do you think um, his images, how do you think he's reacting to it?
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. I suspect we'll know the answer by about... 9 p.m. tomorrow, because if the Crusaders go one and three, uh, people will the the, the questions will well, will start to uh, to fire out about about Razor, Although I don't think he can be judged on his All credentials on on the first month uh, of Super Rugby and the results therein. So I think that's um, that's quite harsh harsh to, to sort of say that he would be uh, at some pundits are saying that you know his his um, his the the, the uh, luster. Around his uh, image is has been dulled somewhat, but I think uh, look, I, I mean that that decision's coming in the next three or four weeks, I suspect. So we know he's in a, he's in a two-horse race um, up against a very good candidate and and Jamie Joseph. Uh, how how Ray's is handling it personally? I think if he's uh, got his head screwed on right, and I'm sure he has, he's um, he's focusing on on the task at hand. And when he has to be interviewed by that by that panel uh, for the All Blacks job, he'll he'll front up and do that, and then. That aside, to to do the Crusaders again, so I think, uh, yeah, I mean, personally, I can't see it, it, it being a major issue or any any sort of distraction for him. He's just, he's experienced enough to know to know what has to be done.
0: Where do you sit, uh, Campbell, on this uh, resting policy? So early in the competition.
1: Yeah, well, it's a funny one because it's been in place for for several years now, and I guess it sort of uh, comes under the spotlight more in Rugby World Cup years. I, I'm a bit bemused that the likes of Billy Harmon and Damien McKenzie coming under that, given they never played for the all last year. So I, I, if McKenzie's been rested by Clayton McMillan for that reason, you'd have to say, why aren't we being told all the players who are subject to this uh, all Blacks rest policy? Um, it's not it's not ideal, but then again, I guess it's a better scenario than we saw in 2007 where 22 all were taken out for the first seven or eight weeks of the competition as a whole. So it's just how how sides manage that, and the Crusaders and the Blues have more All Blacks, so they will have to think harder about how and when they they rest their All Blacks. Um, I mean, it's just a it's just a fact of life now in, in Super Rugby. Um, you know, you, you can't have players playing 17 games in a row and then expecting them to play 12 or 13 tests for the All Blacks and not fall over.
0: No, I I fully understand that, but I I question. Um, I question whether you, uh, for instance, the Chiefs side, they've decided, well, uh, we're going to beat the Rebels by the look of it, but we don't have to play uh, Sam Kane, Brad Weber, Brody Ritalik, and the player you just mentioned, of course, Damien McKenzie. Uh, also not starting as uh, Sam Masoni Tokuiaho, and I just wonder, and we've been debating this already this morning, where do the fans sit in this? Where do your home fans, your home kids sit in this?
1: Yeah, well, that's the unfortunate thing that the fans sit well down on that uh, on that list. It'd be nice to think they might just take out one or two players at at a time, but Chiefs obviously feel that they're in good enough form to to beat the Rebels without those players. Uh, that may still happen, of course. Um, but yeah, yeah, you are right. If so if you're a fan going along, and and your main your main thing was to see to see a D Mac, uh, you know, cutting shapes in the backline and kicking goals, well, then you, you, you'll be disappointed. Um, I, I do note that the uh, the, the Blues-Crusaders game uh, hasn't been really subject to that, so I think all the available All, all Blacks are on deck for that one so that will hopefully mean that there's a decent crowd of, you know, around 25,000 for that one.
0: Yeah, I think there probably will be too. I don't think there'll be at, um in Hamilton to be perfectly honest mm. um, I, I, but sure. having said that, you take those players out and um, in come Kortis uh, who's making a bit of a statement uh, in rugby at the moment um, with Bryn Gatlin who's very, very experienced, Brian Gatlin, So, Chiefs probably don't lose too much in that regard, apart from the, the star power as such, the names. And Manaki Selby Rickett comes in as well, having uh, had a reasonably good career with the Highlanders. Now uh, for the Chiefs, it's a start at lock.
1: Yeah, it's a big chance for him. Uh, he's, a, he's a good, good, full, very good footballer. He's tough. He wins ball. So uh, yeah, they won't they won't be losing that much. Um, although, I mean, hey, look, um, Brodie Ratelak has been in good form himself and Sam Kane, But um, just to, to touch on the halves, so uh, Bryn Gatland has got the night ahead of Josh Iwani, who's on the bench, and that still intrigues me because I think Josh Iwani is better equipped um, to be an all-black one day than, say, Bryn Gatland. Um, Gatland's a solid footballer and played very well at the uh, MPC level, um, and I'm sure he'll do the job tomorrow. But um, it just did surprise me that Josh Iwani continues to be marginalised. He shifted from the Highlanders for more game time, and then he's seen McKenzie slot onto the n- number 10 jersey, and now, and now Gatland. Um, just, and, and on on Ratima, I know he wasn't a million miles away from the All Blacks last year, so he has a chance to impress. Um, you know, he's, he's got a strong running game, and so how he combines with Gatland uh, will be interesting.
0: Yeah, well, indeed. Uh, first up tonight, though, Hurricanes are uh, hosting uh, the Waratahs. Yeah, Orita such a hard team to read. They, per- they really are, I think, a major disappointment, to be honest. But uh, Artie Savia is back after suspension, so, interesting loose forward trio. No Peter Larkai, but they retain Devon Flanders and uh, the uh, little tough campaigner in Duplessis, Karifi.
1: Yes, and uh, look, I think um, Savia and Karifi are going to have their hands full at the breakdown. The Waratahs, we've got the great Michael Hooper there, but also Charlie Gamble, um, the former St. Beads boy, uh, who's a very good footballer, probably more of a seven. Uh, he's a good fetcher, um, certainly strong over the ball. So that, that'll be a real scrap at the at the breakdown with Artie back in the fold. Um, and don't forget uh, the former Auckland lock, Blue Sword, uh, Talani Seal, is playing for the Waratahs. Scored a very good try last week uh, I think in, in the loss to the Rebels. Um, yeah, look, the Waratahs are a strange side to read. They won their first two... Um, reasonably well, but losing to the Rebels in Melbourne was um, is, is not great. So they've had a few, I think, six changes to their lineup. Uh, but uh, certainly Savia back strengthens the Hurricanes, and they've got the uh, dynamic uh, hooker in um, Asafo Almoa um, has relegated Dane Coles to the bench, but um, it's a pretty solid-looking Hurricanes side, and they, they haven't had a bad start to the season at all.
0: It's a great little internal battle that you just raised there, actually, because uh, we'd, we'd, you know you look at uh, Amoa who is a dynamic player uh, around the park. There's absolutely no doubt about that within his own franchise. And one of these th- one of those two players um, uh, will probably miss going to the World Cup. I would think. Which one?
1: Yes. Yep. <laughs> well, that's the big question. So you've got Dane Coles who's 36 and probably uh, execute some of his core tasks. Um, throwing the ball into line-out better than Al uh, but Al is so dynamic with ball in hand. So if you say that Teo Kioho and Cody Taylor are the top two hookers in the country, then there's a real scrap for that third hooker's berth, and that's really between the, uh, both these Hurricanes men. So Coles have started the first three games and uh, played solidly enough, but uh, he's going to be the, the impact man off the bench. So Al big game for him, and I think um, that scrap will probably go down to the wire when it comes to World Cup selection.
0: I think it will too. Um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of that I think will be around Dane Coles' fitness, but uh, he's a guy you can trust, I'm sure, um, and that's why Ian Foster still has him very much in his sights. But uh, interesting front row, because uh, Xavier Namu is having a very strong start to the season, and good news for uh, Hurricanes fans and All Black fans and selectors, I would imagine, that Tyrell Lomax, along with David Harvelli this week, have uh, recommitted for quite some time.
1: Yep, it was. Uh, look, I mean, Toro I think Lomax is only 26, 27, so as a prop, you could say he's got his best years in front of him. Uh, when he first came on the scene, he was good, but there was a few rough edges. Even last year, he didn't play particularly well at Super Rugby, but then was called into the All Blacks when they had their change of coaching staff and just performed very strongly. So, um, you know, if he can if he can sort of reproduce some of that All Blacks form for the Hurricanes, it's going to help them hugely. But Xavier Nermia, probably the best... Lucid prop an NPC last year. Um, he's a very underrated player, um, and he's uh, you know he's he, he's a key man for this Hurricanes pack, which probably doesn't get a, a huge amount of uh, respect from people out there. Uh, you know, people don't sort of uh, they look at their loose forwards and, and the outsides but uh, that <clears throat> that Hurricanes forward pack has uh, certainly got some
0: starch. What about the Highlanders? Can they get one this weekend down there in in the cargo?
1: You'd like to think so. They're playing the Western Force in Invercargill. They'll have all their all-backs back on deck. Um, they've had a very tough start, but you, if you look at their scores, they've got slowly, they're making progress. They they had some good moments against the Chiefs last week, um, but then lost comfortably in the end. But you would think with their with all their best players, uh, their best men back on the, on the paddock, they would have to beat the Force, um, who I think struggled to beat Moana uh, Pacifica last week. So, you know, now's the time for uh, for the first win, for the long-awaited first
0: win for those Highlanders fans. And just finally, uh, looking at uh, Super Rugby or Picky, they have their semi-finals this weekend and a competition. If you blink, you'd missed it. Uh, what are your impressions uh, of of Super Rugby or Picky, Campbell? And on the back of such a, a wonderful World Cup campaign, has it just taken a step back again? It kind of feels that way to me with women's rugby that it, they might have missed the boat a wee bit here.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one because the um, the, the rugby certainly better than last year uh, when it was badly affected by COVID. But the crowds and the interest probably hasn't hasn't quite been there, um, which is a shame because there's you know there is some some decent rugby going on. But you've got a situation where every team qualified for the semi-finals. So uh, now we've got Chiefs Manoa against the Hurricanes, Pua and Mata two versus uh, the Blues. So um, even if you had an and three record, you still get to the semi. So that was far from ideal. And this is where they've got a really pour some more resources into it, and we would think from 2024 uh, it'll go to a double round or even a trans-Tesman element. Um, so these are things that are bubbling in the background. But the rugby itself hasn't been bad at all. Uh, there's been plenty of action, plenty of tries. Um, so we would hope it's the case again for the semis. Um, just, But, yeah, there is that niggling thing about, you know, how it's stacking up commercially, um, you know, why the crowds aren't sort of coming in bigger numbers, and these are some of the lingering questions around it.
0: Campbell Burns, always uh, great to catch up with you. Uh, enjoy the publication and um, enjoy uh, reading each uh, each uh, article in it. So thank you very much for your preview of uh, this weekend, and uh, I think we all agree thank that it's uh, the, the the entertainment side of it. Campbell is paramount as well, and uh, we've got to be very very careful for when sure. we start withdrawing our our um, our best players. In front of the kids and the, the home fans. So I think we all sort of uh, agree on that. Hey, mate, thanks for your time. I uh, look yep. forward to uh, blues, blues in particular, well, Blues mate. Crusaders. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Campbell Burns the okay. uh, uh, editor of uh, Rugby News.